Outsiders is made possible by grants from the Dennis A. Hunt Fund at USC Annenberg Center for Health Journalism, Studio to be Seattle, and Jim and Beerta Falconer of Seattle. Okay. Please enter your mailbox number. You have no new messages. To record a message, press 2. Or to change your personal greeting, press 1. To change your name... Hi, you've reached KNKX Public Radio's hotline for questions about homelessness. Thanks a lot for calling. Before you ask your question, consider introducing yourself using your first name and the city where you live. Remember, someone who's homeless may hear your question, and this recording may end up in a project we're working on. Okay, time to introduce yourself and ask your question about homelessness. I'm Will James. This is Outsiders, a series about homelessness on the West Coast told through the perspective of one city, Olympia, Washington. Okay, we're recording now. So here are some interesting questions. Um, A few months back, we set up a hotline for listeners to ask questions about homelessness. We let the mailbox fill up with questions over the course of a few weeks, and then I, along with my editor, Aaron Hennessy, whose voice you'll hear in this episode, went out to the streets of Olympia and gave people living outside the chance to respond to those questions directly. Hello, Will. My name is Linda, and I live in Olympia. The question I would like to ask a homeless person is how long have you been without a home, and what brought you to this situation? I've been without a home for um, going on two years now. It's a little over a year and a half. My best friend's grandma died, and that's why I'm homeless. You you were living with your best friend? I was, yeah. Her house went up for for foreclosure, and uh, I had to go. Well, I lost my job due to an injury. Last job I had was DSHS, working at Eastern State Hospital. A client hurt me, and I went on disability. And there's, there's a severe housing shortage here. Uh, I was a house cleaner for 12 years. And um, I have degenerative disc disease. From my tailbone up, I have no disc. So I can't work no more. Uh, well, I've been without a home on and off for a number of years. I left home when I was 14 years old. So, I mean, bad environment. I was young and I actually got myself in trouble with the law trying to make do with like a felony on my record. It's hard trying to live down your past. My name is Lynn from Olympia. I'm just wondering how many of the homeless people residing here actually are from here versus how many migrated here from other states and or cities? Well, first off, I know a lot of locals that are homeless here. Most of these people are actually coming from Seattle or from Portland. If their life is a little easier here, you know, they're going to come here. You know, you go to any other state, they're not offering the programs or the assistance that they're offering in this state. I know for a fact because I went traveling. I was all the way on the East Coast, and they've got good programs there, but they don't have anything like Olympia. And you could put a tent a half a block away from the food bank and then also a half a block away from a mission where they can get a meal and a shower and do their laundry. So, like, so what would you say to someone in Olympia who's kind of pissed off by that or, or says they don't want their community to be uh, 
a place where people are coming from all over. You know what I mean? Like I would say that their people came from somewhere too before they came to Olympia, so they should probably open them up with open arms and let, and actually accept that these people. Well, they're coming here for help. They're coming here to live. They're coming here because they got kids here. They're coming here because they got a job here. You know, they might not have a house, but they got a job. So, I mean, there's a lot of judgment all the way around in this in the city on a lot of different issues, and it's fair to be judged, but. I mean, if, if a person can come here from out of state or even from another country, you should welcome them. I've been outside the Northwest a total of four weeks my entire life and 39 years. I spent two weeks in Biloxi, Mississippi, and two weeks in uh, Baja, California. I've lived in Olympia, Lacey, McCleary, Shelton, Union, uh, Centralia. Yeah, so it, I probably want to settle down somewhere in western Washington for the for the long haul but I just I don't want to live anywhere else <laughs> it's like I, I, I kissed the ground when I came back from Mississippi it was January rainy and sleety it was like five or six in the morning I got on my ha my hands and knees and I kissed the ground when I got back wow no but I, you got a guitar I was wondering before we let you go um I'd love to hear something do you, would you be able to this is where it all starts. I do some Pink Floyd, but I'm still a little rusty. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sue and I live in Olympia, Washington. I can't give a home to someone, but what is the one thing that I can do or help with that would have the most impact? Oh, blankets, socks, uh, heaters, propane, anything, batteries. Um, you name it, we need it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, we could use some animal services. There's people, I mean, like, there's a dog that has a swollen eyeball and that lady can't afford it, but I know that if I lived out here without my dog, I'd be, <laughs> I would not be doing good. My dog saved, I mean, I rescued her, but she saved, rescued me. Do you, would you like to come in? So, Sue's question. Sue in Olympia, she says, I can't give people a home, but what's one thing that a person who's living on the street would need if I can't give them a home? I think everybody down here right now needs a voice. We don't have a voice. The community that is fortunate enough to have houses and jobs and income, they need to go to their, their representatives. They need to go to the city and let them know they're concerned about it. That is what we need. If you show you care, that's all that matters. The rest can be taken care of. Hello, my name is Stephanie and I live in Everett. And my question is, why is it that homeless people don't pick up their trash and dispose of it as they're um, going about their day? Um, I would appreciate that myself. So thank you. Well, you got people just like anybody that's gonna be how they were raised, you know what I mean? Like. You, you, 
there's people that feel guilty about throwing something on the ground and making the environment look bad. And then there's other people that just like, they feel like trash, they feel thrown away, so they just, they don't care. They're already dirty, they're filthy, they're not thinking about anything except how wet their socks are that they haven't changed in two weeks, let alone uh, somebody giving them, a, giving them a hot meal that they don't have to stand in line for for like an hour and a half to two hours. Throwing a piece of trash on the ground is probably the least of their worries that they're thinking about at that moment. So, I mean, but then you got other ones they go around and they know how to pick up after themselves and the ones that even walk around and pick up needles. So, I mean, it depends on the person. All right, my name is Charlotte. I live in Seattle. Please assess the role of addiction and solicit input from homeless people who have accessed or tried to access addiction services. Oh, God, that's a good question. That's a good one. Um, addiction is huge out here, okay? For whatever for whatever your reason is, okay? A lot of people, it's coping. You know, they, they can't stand every day thinking about living in a tent in a, in a fenced uh, parking lot. And, you know, their circumstances are more than they, you know, more than they want to handle. So, um, you know, they, they, they use for that reason. They use for health issues. They, you know, for mental health. Um, there's a wide variety of reasons. I'm a recovering meth addict, and uh, being homeless, uh, honestly, it, it's everywhere. It's just easy to get, and and hard to stay clean when you're when you're on the streets. You know what I mean? Uh, but there is a lot of help. I, I personally prefer Prosperity Wellness Center. Changed my whole life. It's a trauma-based facility. It's not just about drugs, because a lot of people are have handicaps and they have trauma lots of trauma and uh, I mean there's a lot of Royals good and I heard BHS is good I don't know but there's a lot of opportunity to go get help you just gotta want to and sometimes you know addiction is I mean people sell their children or rob their family because addiction is so it's part of your brain it's it's not easy to stop once you start My name is Whitney, and I live in Olympia, Washington. And my question that I would like to ask people who are homeless is what would help you get housed? Or I guess in tandem with that, do you want to be housed? No, I need a car. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, I know you guys get them donated. Donate me one. So tell me about what you, what your plan is, like what you need, what we, you would use a car for. Deliveries. Postmates, DoorDash, Stripped. I can take a package from the vehicle to the house. I can do it, and I love to drive. I wouldn't be homeless any longer within a month. No more homeless, I need a vehicle. We did a poll here and uh, getting help with IDs was number one, or licenses, that would be awesome. <laughs> it's the ID thing because like you need an ID yeah, it's a little to bit get other stuff. Yes. Like, yeah, it's a little bit of freedom. Um, court help, like um, lawyer type stuff, uh, rental eviction, like past eviction so they can get into housing, um, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, it's obviously something about the rats down here. Cause, rats? Yes, they're smart and annoying and dirty.
there's so many empty buildings around here that instead of, they're supposed to be cheap, but they're not. You know, they're cheap maybe for the middle class to the rich, but for people on fixed income, they're not. That's why there's so many homeless. Because people have just given up. We need jobs. We've got food, but we don't have any jobs. Give me a stick and a nail or something. I need a job. Some kind. I can't get out of this poverty. I tried to sell my plasma, and they said that they want a permanent address. It's a catch-22. So I can't get out of the hole. You're not going to starve to death here, but there's, there's no way out. The homeless thing. Some people will decide, I want to go be homeless because that's what I want to do. It's a mature, responsible, intelligent decision that was thought over. And uh, I don't know, it seems like there's just as much destructive influences anywhere you go, whether it's in a homeless environment or a, a first class or upper middle class environment, to each their own. Different people find contentment in different things. My guess is the majority of people who become homeless were not planning on being homeless. Something happened, a chain of events where inability to manage one's own well-being as a responsible adult, something caved in, a bottom fell out. Hello, my name is Retsu. I live in Ballard. I see around town that there are people holding signs asking for help and or money. Is it better for us to go about our days giving a couple bucks here and there as we go? Or pooling our resources and giving to a single organization? If you're out there and want to really help these people, don't help them keep the drugs. Just help them with necessities, you know, like keeping warm, um, even buying them a little bit of food, or if they really need a cigarette, fine, buy them a pack of cigarettes. Don't give them the money because all they're gonna do, I won't say all of them, because I wouldn't, but most people will just go and buy drugs or alcohol or something. It's, it's a double-edged sword. For one thing, every city provides meals. If you starve in Olympia, you're an idiot. They have free dinners and lunches and breakfasts all over, okay? The problem with giving any organization so much red tape and so much bureaucracy that unfortunately the money that's put in funds hardly ever makes it. It's more for the, the operation, paying for the operation. What you're doing when you're giving money to somebody, you're getting them a beer, getting them a joint, uh, and that probably make it make their day. I mean, but let's be honest about it. They're not out there doing anything with the money other than that. What does a good day look like to you? Oh, I love it. You guys have come up with some great ones. Um, a good day is a day that I eat at a roof over my head. Um, uh, people to talk to, it's people caring is a good day because there's a lot of times when they, you know, they just don't, they would rather not see us. You know, they know that we're here, they know we exist, but if you ignore it, it'll go away. Uh, syndrome is really prevalent, okay? That people don't understand that they're one, one paycheck away from being us. That's it. For me, yeah, if I can get 
some cigarettes for the day to keep calm. Get myself, my girl, a soda, you know what I mean? And maybe a hot, like, burger or something, you know, for the afternoon so she has something in her belly at all. I'm fine with that. That's a good day for me, especially if it's a, a warm day and dry. I haven't had a good day in a year. It would be work, some kind of job. I almost had a job yesterday out here. Somebody was unloading a trailer or something, trucking. They took one look at my scruff and decided I was too old. How old are you? 60. A good day is being warm, having a full belly, and kicking it with my dog. That's a good day for me. My name's Jesse DeRazzo. No, I'm Johnny Irish. Sunshine. Brenda. My name is Jerry. My name is Alan Jenkins. Hi, I'm Bianca Dunmeyer, and I live in Olympia, Washington, at the mitigation site. Elvis, and I'm living underneath the Fourth Avenue Bridge. Outsiders is a collaboration between KNKX Public Radio and the Seattle Times Project Homeless Team. Rob Smith produced this episode. His podcast is Welcome to Olympia. This episode was funded in part by a community engagement grant from USC Annenberg's Center for Health Journalism. Ashley Alvarado is our community engagement advisor. The reporting on this episode is by Aaron Hennessy and me, Will James. Bethany Denton is our editor and mix engineer. The Outsiders team also includes Scott Greenstone and Sydney Brownstone of Project Homeless and Viana Davila. Thanks to KNKX's Director of Content, Matt Martinez, News Director, Florangela Davila, Digital Content Manager, Kari Plogue, and Adrienne Flores, who designed our logo. Next, in the final installment of Outsiders, we track down Jessica, one of the central people we followed through the series, and find out where a year has brought her. I'm Will James. Thank you for listening.